What's up, everyone? This is the Building and Empowering People's Podcast, and I'm your host, Victor Thomas and Eric Simmons Jr. And like we said, we just come to talk about life, to motivate, to encourage, to inspire, and to just talk about life with you guys. So let's just get right into the podcast. Uh, first question is, what is slash are your non-negotiables? So for, for you, Derek, what is a specific non-negotiable or what are some non-negotiables? And how do you, and kind of explain a bit after you, you say yours, you know, if you feel that those are important or not okay. for a person to have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel like one non-negotiable for me is when someone tells me to do something, but then they're not taking the initiative themselves to do what they told me, if that makes sense. Like, that's just uh, a hypocrite. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Hypocrite. Like, I okay. I can't I can't be dealing with that, man, because like, I know there's at times to where like, where I would want to do something or try to do like a project or something like that. And then one of my, like, somebody would tell me like, oh, I think it should go like this, but they didn't even have the time to actually do that certain thing as well. So I feel like when it comes to hypocrites, like I can't, that's a non-negotiable for me. And I feel like that's important because it's just like, like I'm not going to say like that's every time. Cause sometimes I can find myself doing this. Like I'll say something to somebody, then I don't live up to it. That's why like I told you like, two days ago, no, yesterday, that I don't want to preach something that I don't speak because, like, I feel like that's not true advice. You know what I'm saying? There's no fruit in that. So, oh yeah, I feel like, for me, like, being a hypocrite, like, that's non-negotiable for me. Like, I can't um, really, that's all I can honestly try, truly think about right now is just being a hypocrite. Like, I guess just live up, like, you always tell me, just live up to your word. Like, if you're going to say something, then just do it. And don't be a hypocrite about it. So for me, that's just a, a big non-negotiable. Man, that is uh, that's huge, man. Yeah, I would I would say, man, um, my non-negotiable. I've said it, uh, you know, a couple times in a couple different settings. Yeah. My non-negotiable is compromising my integrity. So a couple years ago, the reason why this one is so important is a couple years ago, God started working on me with with my character and with my integrity. So he started off with me with uh, just doing the right thing, like not uh, not doing wrong things. Like, you know, a prime example would be, you know, in, in some parts of certain, certain communities, I don't want to just say African-American community, but mainly, but it's probably in other communities as well. But I can't attest for like the African-American community that... Um, you know, sometimes when people are like selling food stamps, we we buy them. And if you listen to the podcast, you're like what are food stamps? But uh, now, <laughs> yeah, they used to be they used to be paper, but now they come on a card or whatever. But uh, yeah. our thing is, is we we would buy them from whoever's selling them, and typically it's somebody that has like a whole bunch of kids, and they they have you know somewhere close to like a thousand, if not more than that, and they selling them for a percentage. And what happens is, you know, we'll buy them because we, we're trying to beat the system. We're like, shoot, I got $300 for you right here. And for the most part, they sell them half, you know, like the food stamps account for like half the money or whatever. So it's like if you give somebody $300 and they got $600 in food stamps, they'll typically give you the 600 and you can go use the 600 to go grocery shopping and you give them the $300 cash. The reason why it's half is because sometimes, sometimes a little bit more, but the reason why is because they got that for free. 
and you're pretty much the money that you're giving them is 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 basically beneficial for them because they got something for free uh and they made some money off of it but um so i just had to explain that part but one of my non-negotiables when it started um because we were doing it uh me and my wife were doing it but the conviction started to to seep in and as god was starting to work on me uh, i told her like we can't do this anymore like we shouldn't be doing this anymore this this is wrong you know we can afford to do this but we just trying to beat the system and i feel that um that uh god can can't bless us if um we continue to do the wrong things so it started off with me doing that and then i used to do all type of legal download you know like i i've mentioned before the tv shows the movies um whatever it is the tv shows an hour after they come off for the next day i didn't i didn't pay for nothing music whatever but he started working on me with that and was like you know hey if you can't afford it then then don't do it stop doing this so started to slowly but surely work on my integrity and my character uh over time so uh so as of like now i've like gotten to a place where um where i don't not gonna say i don't do i don't do anything wrong intentionally let me say that yeah um, i try to really be you know very intentional on what i do and what i don't do but but again like i say i don't try to try to do it on purpose so it may be some things that i do that i don't realize but outside of that, if I know, then I'm not doing it. Uh, so compromising my integrity is like a no-no. Like it doesn't matter if it's a, a great offer to me to be able to be like, hey, we can give you fame or celebrity or this, that, and the other. To me, it's not worth it because I know that that was, that was something from God. And it's like, if I compromise my integrity, I'm going against what, what God told me to do. And to me, going against what God told me to do is like, that's, that's like a no-go. So the, the uh, compromise of my integrity is deeper than the integrity. It's a word from God. It's something that I have to like hold on to. Oh yeah, for sure, man. It even says in the Bible, what is it that a man, a man gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Yeah. What shall a man profit? Yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure, man. So it's like, you don't want to do anything that's outside your character, especially if it's a character that God is shaping you into. And so I know it can like intentionally like, or even unintentionally, it can be hard to really fall into, into those things. But the fact that you're keeping up your character, man, and know who your character is, because I feel like the more that you start to slowly give in to certain things that's outside your character, then you'll be conformed into that thing that you was afraid to be the most, man. So the fact that you are, you know, having that godly character and allowing God to use you, man, that's, that's, that's a good asset to have in life. Well, yeah, man, I appreciate that. And I think that it's uh, a non-negotiable or non-negotiables are important for people to have. And the reason why I say that it's important for people to have is because it's almost a thing of if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Mm-hmm. And without having those non-negotiables, you, um, you for the most part, will just keep accepting and falling for things. Like it's certain uh, levels and certain things that you're you're wanting to do and supposed to do but not having them non-negotiables will kind of stop you from doing it. So I think that like, even if it comes to like a relationship or something, it's like a non-negotiable, you should have a a non-negotiable about something that you're not willing to accept or tolerate within that relationship. Because if you don't have anything, then it's just free range. The person, other person can kind of do whatever they want to do. And that's, you know, having uh, boundaries at that. So in a relationship, it will be boundaries and having those and setting those up 
And without those, things will keep on running. It's like, it wasn't a non-negotiable, so why are you upset about it? But if it's a non-negotiable, you, you, you just know that it, it's going it's to stop whenever it stops. Like I said, that can apply to anything, like as far as work, professionally, relationship-wise, friendship-wise, family, friends, whatever it is. Like those non-negotiables, whether it's non-negotiables or just a non-negotiable, um, it's, it's needed. Yeah, for sure, man. Like that's that's why you really got to know who you are in life, man. Because if you know who you are, you're not gonna fall for these things that try to make you into something else that is outside of who you are. You know what I'm saying? That's why it's like in the Bible it says we have to renew our minds in Christ every day. Because if we don't keep up that renewing in our mind, it will start to be conformed to like the world. And it's just like we gotta make sure that we follow our character and who we are because that who our character is can never be destroyed. Like that's just a that's just a foundation that can't be moved, man. So and that's that's good. But man, let's get into the, the next yeah. next question. So the next question is what do you love more than the things you want to accomplish? I'm talking about things that you can't or or won't give up. So I I don't think that's that's something with you. I can ask you if you have any of those, but if you don't, just kind of speak on the, um, just kind of speak on it and yeah, kind of give your perspective on on what that can do by oh, yeah, you not sure. want to give up certain things. Oh yeah, for sure, man. And it's kind of funny that you uh, asked this question because, like yesterday, I actually kind of made like a little message on a song. I was talking about really just like the power of like letting go, man, because. I feel like, of course, I use it in a Christian aspect, but if you want to use it in a successful aspect, I feel like a lot of people are afraid to let go of some things, but you will never see how better something can be if you first aren't willing to let go of this thing. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people say they want to be successful. They want to do this. They want to do that. But they they aren't willing to let go of that, that thing that is that is holding them from that success, if that makes sense. Maybe it could be like, certain friends or certain things you watch, certain things that you take into your mind. It's just like a lot of people aren't really willing to have that sacrifice. And it's just like, I feel like people are just so confound in those things to where it's like, I don't even care if I'm successful at this point. I just want to hold on to these things. Like I know for me, like for what I want to be, I guess I can kind of use this as an example. For what I want to be, you know, I want to be a pastor, but, I can find myself like still holding on to like worldly desires, if that makes sense. And it can like, it can like just, it puts me in a middle state to where it's like, I don't even want to know if my, if I want to be in water, like my foot is on water, but my foot is still on land. It's like, I don't even know where I want to go. And that's where a lot of people is like as well, like when it comes to success, man. So it's just about like, if you truly want to get to somewhere, it's like these sacrifices are necessary. It's not a sacrifice to destroy you, but it's a sacrifice to really take you to where you need to be. So when you can look back, it was like those sacrifices was necessary. So I think that it's just um, people really need to realize that it, and just be willing to let go even when it's hard to. Man, that's uh, that's pretty good, man. So if- – I can I can talk about something that I, I didn't want to let go. Yeah. But I've I've let it go now. I can remember when I really didn't want to let television go. Like television watching TV and movies and stuff, like I didn't want to let that go. 
I'm just sure. like, man, these shows are so good. These movies are so good. I know that I'm supposed to be doing other stuff, man, but I just can't stop watching it. And it wasn't the fact that I, I couldn't stop watching it. It was the fact that I didn't want to. Right. So I told myself that I couldn't do something, but in actuality, it was that I, I would do it. And what happened is it kind of slowed me down and I was living, you know, weeks and months and years of doing the same thing. But then, you know, my life keeps getting worse because I keep doing the same thing. I don't want to like give up, you know, watching television and watching movies because it's like, I had a gang of them, man. I probably had like 20 shows. Like I had, I had a, I had an app that told me the time, the day, that they come on and it keeps up with if I've watched them or not. Like, have you watched this episode? How many of them have you watched? It keeps up with the hours of, of everything. I'm talking about I was I was I was addicted. I was into it bad. And then, you know, after hearing a couple of messages, it's like, you know, so one thing I say now is and I say in the um in the accountability call every week is your desire to change has to be bigger than your desire to stay the same. Yeah. So I had to want more out of life and what I wanted for my future had to be more important than watching television and movies. So for me personally, that was a crutch and that was something that like kind of held me back. And even before then, I would say something that kind of held me back was the fact that, um, that just hanging around certain, certain people and stuff, you know, uh, people that were like smoking and drinking and doing that. And it's no judgment to them. That just wasn't, you know, who I am, who I was. And I um, I hung around just to, like, say I had friends or because I knew them for so long, I was pretty much compromising who I was. And in the process of that, I was, like, very uncomfortable all the time. And then I had to, to realize that it wasn't me and that I had to really let those friends go. Like, they were they were good people, but they, they had some habits and stuff that wasn't really um, sticking with who I was trying to become. And so I say, man, that um, hopefully these examples and, you know, that that you guys are hearing, you can kind of take one of them or even put just anything in there. Is there anything that you're struggling with? Is it a thing that you're telling yourself that uh, that you can't do and realize that and kind of assess it to see is it a can or is it a won't? Because if it's a if it's a can't, and maybe that may be like an addiction or something like that. And that may require a little bit more help to kind of get rid of that or let that go. But if you can really assess it and look at it and say, it's not that I can't let it go. It's that I won't let it go because I don't want to stop doing this. I don't want to let these people go. I don't want to, you know, whatever it is, but kind of assess that and realize that uh, this thing that you can't or won't let go is not really helpful and beneficial for your growth and your development as a person because in the process of you keeping that it just keeps pushing you further and further behind and that that dream or whatever it may be that you keep talking about you know it's it's getting further and further away it was an actual saying let me actually um actually took notes on on this saying right um today it was uh what was it? What what it? He uh, said. He said that uh, ideas without uh, without uh, action leads to delusion. You know, so basically, ideas without action leads to delusion. So, by you saying all these things that you want to do, all these things you want to accomplish, all these things that you want to be, 
when you say it, but you don't put in the work to actually do it, what happens is you become a delusional person. You become delusional for the fact that your actions and what you're saying don't align. And you can't do one without the other, you know? So I would just say, man, that um, that was that was crazy. So we, we had to pause for a minute because it was a thunderstrike or something like that and electricity went out. So we had to have some te- technical difficulties uh, in the middle of recording. And yeah, that stuff happens. But um, uh, luckily, we were able to get it set back up and uh to finish and resume the podcast but i think i was kind of done with the um with the part of the not letting things go uh that's really going to help you to move forward you can't have one without the other you gotta let them go or you gotta uh deal with the fact that the things you want may not happen oh yeah for sure man it's like it's kind of like you really, in order to really like fit into your destiny, you have to really be conformed to it. And what I mean by that is just like you have to, in order to be conformed to, to where God wants you to be, you have to let go of the old man. Um, so it's just like if I gave you a new outfit, obviously you can't fit a new outfit with the same old fit, old outfit on. You know what I'm saying? You have to really fit into that. That's just the same with like how God wants us to be in life. Like we have to really get rid of that old man in order to be conformed to this new man that Christ has paved the way for us to be. So, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But um, man, let's get into the third one. Speaking of, you know, zoom, like zoom is like blown up. I don't even, I don't even know if I knew what zoom was before, before COVID-19. Like I had no idea what it was. So the next question is, Zoom is the new meetup spot, the new hangout, the new hangout spot, meeting spot, etc. So since you know finding out about Zoom, how many different things have you had to use it for? And just what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, Zoom, I feel like for me, for how I realized what Zoom was was um for school because okay. you know couple all that happened so we had to join the zoom call to really like um talk about different discussions and talk about the things that's going to happen in class and stuff like that so that's what i mainly use zoom for and that's why i realized what it was but i feel like if it wasn't for covid like we wouldn't be using this you know what i'm saying yeah so um i think it's a pretty good app man it's like you can you can get a lot of people on this you can record sessions it's just a very good app to where um for like a meeting setting, I feel like this is probably the best app out there for sure. Uh, most definitely, man. I can say that Zoom did their thing on it. So they were, this was something, I don't know how long it's been out, but it's something that they kind of perfected and mastered over time. And it's funny is they did something that was going to be instrumental in something like this. Like with, without this, obviously you got Skype, you got all these different things, but I don't think there's nothing out there that's functioning like like Zoom is. Right. And Zoom is like killing the game, man. Like, I don't know what their stock prices was beforehand, but I did hear that they were like super low. And like during COVID, they went up. As a matter of fact, let me actually look at um, what the actual stock prices for Zoom is now because I'm like following it. So the, the stock prices for Zoom now 
our zone $260.40 a stock a share right so it has it has been as low as $60.97 and it has been as high as uh $281 but today the highest is 265.32 but the lowest is like 60 and i bet you that 60 was like pre covid and that yeah, 200 or something was like during COVID. So that just shows, man, like how impactful they've been, man, uh, during this. Cause like everybody's is on this now, you know? And so for instance, like for us, like it's been very instrumental with us. Like we, you know, we've used it for different things, but like I've used it for like church events. Uh, we have like the men's calls. I've used it like through, um, uh, events and things like that whether it's uh doing like uh the eta events or any type of conferences it's basically everything's through zoom now and uh for us we used it i want to say the first time uh for the podcast was last week so this would be our second time using it and it's very instrumental for us as well because it gives us like video and audio quality and the way that it performs man it's like it's it's incredible so as like as you record, you know, at the end of you recording, you can actually it actually breaks down the audio separate from the video and not not like separate, but it gives you an audio file by itself and then it gives you an audio and video file by itself. And I had no idea that it did that. We found that out. I was like, man, that's sick. Like it basically did it's have dope. the workforce and converted it. So I can only see their stocks rising even more because like their system is like unmatched. Like who, who out there got a system that's like this? Exactly. But yeah, man, it's yeah. It's, but yeah, man, it's the, like I said, new hangout spot and all that, you know, like, uh, you know, a couple years ago leading up to, you know, this year, whatever, you know how people like video gamers, how they actually like they're online all the time and they're talking to each other, whether it's on computer or doing that with headsets and stuff like that was like their thing. They were normal and cool with it. So zoom for them would be like, Oh, I've had experience with it through playing video games and that stuff. But like now that's everybody's reality. And it's just like, man, like it's crazy how we're able to connect in a different way. And it's almost like normal now I remember at first I was like, man, this is just weird. Like, I don't, I don't really want to do that. Like a prime example is, you know, we both, re- we both uh, are in Toastmasters and I, re- I rejoined, you know, and I got you a part of it, but I haven't done any of the Toastmasters during, during COVID because yeah, I had in my, in my mind made up like, this is weird. Like, I joined Toastmasters to actually speak in person. Like, I can speak on camera all day. Like, that's easy. You know, so that's, that's not really helpful for okay. me. And maybe, maybe like, oh, stuck in your way or whatever. But I can master talking to somebody on the screen because, like, to me, I know it's, it's not really real. Like, you're a real person, but you're on a computer screen. So, to me, it kind of takes away from the realness and it allows, you know, me to see it as almost like imagination. Like, I can see you talking and I know that you're an actual person, but because you're on the screen, it's it's different and i'm not saying that's a bad thing that's a great thing because that's what we have to do but that's just you know something oh yeah for sure like i'm just saying 
I'm the same way, bro. Like when it comes to talking to people, like when it's like on stage or in front of people, it's different because it's just like you can see real emotions. And not saying on a computer screen you can't see real emotions, but it's just like it's your, it's like you're there, but you're not there. If that makes sense, so it's just yeah. like it's more comfortable. Um, yeah. But man, uh, yeah. So that <laughs> that's it for for Zoom, man. But Zoom is incredible. So. Right. Appreciate the founders and whoever else was a part of creating the platform because it it was like super critical and needed during these times. We're getting a lot a lot of stuff done that we couldn't have got done without it. So big ups to yeah. Zoom for that. Um y'all guys, you know, Zoom, y'all want to sponsor the podcast. You know, we right. Hey. We, we welcome <laughs> we it. You know, you guys are making big moves and you know, hey, we just gave y'all a free advertisement. Right. So hit your boys up. We got you. But um exactly. <laughs> for, for real, man. But man, the um the next next topic, uh, what did you think you were going to be while you were growing up? Whether it was like super early childhood, regular childhood, young adult, I mean teenage years, preteen, young adult, like what what was the thing that you really, really thought that you were gonna be before actually like figuring out what you were gonna be? Yeah, so honestly, if I'm going to be straight real with you, man, like, okay, well, I guess when as a little kid, probably about like third grade to about like fifth grade, probably third grade to fourth grade, maybe fifth grade, but I wanted to be like an inventor, like I wanted to invent things and stuff like that, but then when I got to about like late fifth grade, I was like, no, I don't want to do this too much, (laughs) so yeah, so I think around sixth grade, actually, like, I actually really did want to become, like, a pastor, but I used to get bullied about it a lot, like, people would tell me, like, oh, Pat, like, you're, it just bullied me because, like, I wanted to be a pastor, like, I used to bring my Bible to school and stuff like that, Ooh. and, like, people didn't, like, you know, people really didn't, I guess, treat me in a, like, in their way, so I gave up on that, um, I gave up on that around ninth grade. Then, like, 10th grade hit. And then I, we went into, like, you have to pick a pathway for yeah. um, which you wanted to be. So I chose IT. So I did computer stuff. And then about maybe three weeks in it, I was like, I can't do this. I can't do this. I had to pass the class because, like, I chose I had to finish it. So I finished it. But then around, like, like I said, around junior year, I got back into inspirational speaking and then like recently it was was like i'm going back to pastoring man so that was that was basically for me with like growing up but yeah man so it's funny is uh my what i thought i was gonna be as a kid uh probably you know from i don't know third fourth grade probably so starting in till probably about in the middle school, beginning of high school or whatever, man, I wanted to like fix cars. Like, oh, I wanted real? to be like, I don't know if you, you know, want to say like mechanic or whatever, but I wanted to like build cars. I wanted to fix them. I wanted to do that. Cause as a kid, like I thought cars was like so cool. And I was always yeah. around people that was fixing cars. And I'm like, man, that seems so cool. Like that's what I want to do. And I was like, I fell in love with the Mustang and, and all that. So like I had, a bit of knowledge when I was younger about it. And I was just like, I helped somebody put in a radiator and I'm just like, man, you know, this, this is what I'm going to do. And as like life kind of went along, I think I ended up getting my first job was like in food service. 
and I stuck with that for so long. Before you know it, I didn't even realize that I wasn't even thinking about being a mechanic anymore. I was just like in food service. So eventually food became a passion and I eventually, you know, stayed in it. I eventually went to school, became a chef and kept on working in the industry for a while. And I'm like, this is, this is what I'm meant to do. You know, I'm going to travel the world. I'm going to be one of the greatest chefs and this, that, and the other. And then, you know, a couple of years ago after graduating culinary school, it's like, God's like, nope, this is, this is right here is for you. So it's like, you know, I couldn't quite figure it out at first, like what it really was. It's like motivational speaking, inspirational speaking, like, it's like, oh, motivational speaker, this, that, and the other. But actually after taking, you know, a couple classes and listening to people doing a couple events, it's like, all right, yeah, motivational speaking is a part of it. But I think that you got people that do that, but I think they do something else. And that motivational speaking is just a part it's attached to the other thing that they do, but the motivational speaking isn't the first thing. So it's people that can motivational speak, but like, that's not the first thing. So when I realized mine, I had to assist and mine is like coaching, personal and professional uh, development, coaching or whatever. So it's like, all right. And then the process that's motivational, that's inspirational, but that's the thing that I figured out now. And that's the thing that I'm meant to do and that I'm supposed to do. And all the the other things was just like things that I thought I was gonna do and things that I uh, that I that I wanted to do as a kid. But uh, I say this for the fact that uh, we all have different goals and dreams and stuff as kids because like we dream big as kids and we do stuff. But what's what's important is sometimes that thing that you think that you're gonna be and that you want to be sometimes it, it's rare, but it happens that you go all the way through with and you ended up doing it your whole life and all that. But for the most part, it changes. And once you realize like what it is that you're meant to do compared to what you thought you were going to do, that's when life really starts for you. So if you're listening to this and you're like, man, the thing that I thought I was going to be when I was a kid, you know, I'm not doing that. Or the thing that I went to school for, I'm not in that field anymore because sometimes it just, it just works out differently. And uh, you end up having to do other things, but it's not the fact that things that you have to do, it's the matter of, um, uh, figuring out that thing that you're you're meant to do and supposed to do because ultimately that that's like fulfillment oh yeah definitely for sure man it's and it's just like don't ever get discouraged like if you can't if you don't know what it is right now it's just like you have to keep on moving forward and sometimes you just gotta realize it's like i'm moving forward and even though i don't know where i'm going i know i'm, I'm heading where i need to be so it's just like sometimes you you'll be making impacts you're not even aware of. And the more that you really stay consistent with, you know, moving forward in life, really just trying to find you. And that's I feel like that's one of the big things is just like letting God like, you know, mold your identity and just trying to find who you are. And once you can find that one thing, it's just going to like you said, it's going to bring you fulfillment and happiness. And it's going to allow you to make an even bigger impact than what you're doing now. So I think that it's important that, you know, even though some of you because. I know I have friends, they, they sometimes tell me, it's just like, I get discouraged because I feel like everybody else found their calling. I haven't found mine. Well, it's just a matter they found their callings, but that doesn't mean your calling is far away. You know what I'm saying? It's just a matter yeah. of really like continuing to like, I know what I'm called for. I know, well, I know I'm about to be called for something. I just want to be ready for it because a lot of people can be called, but that doesn't mean they know how to handle that calling because you have to first be prepared. And, um, truly walk in that life that you need to. So um, 
like you said, um, dreams always have a tendency to come to reality if you want to make it to be. So um, that's a really important asset to have as well. But yeah, man. So like like we've discussed, if if you know if it's something different than you know from when you were a kid, you were younger, and you're doing yeah. something different now, like that that's not a bad thing. That's the majority of people. It's just it's just yeah. how it works out and how it ends up being. And you know, from childhood to adulthood, that's that's a huge difference in mindset and, and all that stuff. So don't be sure. discouraged and and thinking that man, things are just different. Like they are, but different doesn't always mean bad. Exactly. But um man, let's get into the last and final topic, man. Uh hopefully hopefully you pick a good one, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna be very disappointed if if you don't pick a good one. <laughs> Uh, so, I, I might laugh at you. I might send you a couple, you know, text messages like yesterday, talking well, you about probably, you. you probably will. Yeah, if, if if you don't pick the right one. So let's just get right on into it. So, uh, funniest movie you've ever seen, dude? I think I want to say is the funniest, but it's definitely one of the funniest I've ever seen. I watched it recently. My, my, it's called you know you ever heard of the Nutty Professor? You ever yeah, heard of that? Yeah, yeah. Eddie Murphy. Bro, that, bro, I don't know why that. I don't know why that movie is so funny. I think it's like because of his family. Like I think the family just cracks me up, bro. I think that like that had me in tears. That definitely has to be one of the funniest movies, man. Like I don't know. It's, it's just something about it that like. It just cracks me up so much. And it's kind of like an older, it's not really an older movie, but it's definitely not new. I say, when did it come out? Like, uh, maybe the night, not the 19s, like maybe late 19s, early 2000s. I think that's when it came out. So that has to be death. That definitely one of my favorite movies. This is like the family, they be cracking me up, bro. <laughs> but yeah. So you, I don't think you were born when that movie came out. No, it wasn't. Was 1996. Oh, for real. So I was close. I was close. I said late. <laughs> yes. Close. <laughs> I didn't realize it was that old, man. Like I thought it was like God. early 2000s. Yeah, it's, it's 24 years old, man. I didn't even realize that. I make. Crazy. You know, I, I seem seem a bit older now. That I'm looking like, dang, another professor was was 96. I was seven. Uh, oh, for six real. Seven, six or seven. It came out before May. I was six. It came out after I was seven. Uh, let me actually. That's crazy. I, I was actually looking at it. Oh, so I was seven. It came out uh, June twenty eighth of ninety six. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, but man, yeah, I, I can see why you chose that, man. I can see you planning that too, man. Being an extra, <laughs> being one of the family members or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, being in it. So I, I can see why you chose that. You like, man, what <laughs> what movie can I pick that that I would I would be able to play in? You know, that well, I would fit I'll, right I'll into, man. I'm gonna pick the movie. You know that I could have played in, and you know that that'll be funny right there. Because right. I, I think I think I can have like some some pretty Ooh, cool jokes and that type of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but man, you know I, I ain't I'm not too disappointed in you with uh, picking another professor. That's a, that's a that's a pretty good one, man. Uh, I actually, man, it's, it's a couple actually, but I, it's two that I can't pick the difference between the two. Yeah. Um, and they're both the same two people. Uh, so for me, it's Teledega Nights. And um, Step Brothers. Step Brothers? Oh, yeah. Everybody. Yeah. Yeah, Step so, Brothers. The reason <laughs> to me why those were 
the funniest movies. And I, you can also throw in uh, Napoleon Dynamite. Oh yeah, that's that's and, pretty uh, good. And he, he just had his moments. It was it was kind of more weird and awkward than anything. <laughs> and uh, I thought Get Hard was funny. You know, Will Ferrell and Kevin Hart. Yeah. It, it had his moments, but I would I would put that as like you know a little bit later than the other one. But um, the reason why I struggle with Teledega Nights and Step Brothers, man, is is it's crazy because they're they're both like funny nonstop. You know, Teledega Nights. Um, everybody's seen Teledega Nights. It's if you haven't, it's you should. But it's uh, basically, you know, his, his dad always telling him, if you're not first, if you're not first, then you're last. You know, and he his dad was a race car driver and all that. His daddy kept leaving and doing all that, so he eventually grew up and became a race car driver. And he ended up being this uh, this wreck or this accident on the track. And the car flipped over and did some stuff. And he took out, he took off running. After he got out of the car, he was like, oh, I'm on fire, I'm on fire, I'm on fire. And everybody looking at him like, what's going on? You know, there's no fire on you. You, you know, you're tripping. He's taking off his clothes and he running through the, he running through the track. So, oh, I'm on fire, I'm on fire. And, you know, uh, it's just a lot of crazy things that kept happening. His kids had to move in with his mama, and his kids had like a bad attitude, and they was just like talking crazy. And they 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 moved like they had an old school grandmama, like she she whooped them and like put them in a place, really? acting, acting up and stuff. So they ended up being these brats, and they ended up being respectful respectful kids at the end because they had like one of those old school grandmothers. And Step Brothers was so funny was because they played roles of like forty year old men that still live with their parents. And one right. lived with his dad, one lived with his mom, and then the two ended up getting married and ended up living together. And they were like kids, but they're like 40. They're like, can we get bunk beds? It's like you're 40, you're 40 years old. <laughs> you're 40 years old. I don't I don't care what you right. do. And then I guess uh, and then I guess uh Will Farrell, when he was talking about uh I think it's Adam McKee, Adam McKay, he was talking yeah. about his dad, he was like I'm not calling him dad. He's like, he said something like, you don't have to call him dad. You're 40 years old. He was like, he better not get in my face. He better not, he better not get in my face because I'll drop him. You know, and they used to have arguments right. like like little kids and like brothers and they're like 40 and 39 years old, bro. Like the whole time, like right. doing super childish stuff. And like the whole time you just crying because you're just like, man, like funny, just the whole I actually watched that recently, bro. Yeah. Yeah. So, so man, to me, those two, and I can never pick between uh, Step Brothers and Teledega Knights. But I guess if I had to, I would probably say if I had to, I, I would say Teledega. No, nah, Step Brothers. I'll say Step Brothers. And uh, Brothers. yeah, man. So I, I would say that. So um, yeah, if you listen to this podcast, comment or tell us your favorite movie. Maybe we've seen it. Maybe we haven't. And. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna keep it real with you. If you say it's a funny movie and it's not funny, I'm gonna, I'm gonna call you out on it. So <laughs> you know that you put bro. your comments, you're gonna be like, "What's wrong with you?" Like, you know, you can have some of that that office type of humor, that dry humor, you know, where don't nobody really get it, but a couple people, and you just like I just be laughing, bro. <laughs> yeah. Like oh, that's super funny. It's like, what's wrong with you? Like, what's funny? <laughs> you know. So yeah, man, that's. Um, that that's what I think uh, are the funniest movies. So we got Derek with Nutty Professor, and me had to pick Step Brothers. Step Brothers. So um, 
Yeah, and also you guys comment and see whose movie is, is, is whose funniest movie is funnier between ours, whether it's Nutty Professor or Step Brothers. And we'll kind of put a post out there and a toll to see uh, which one you think is funnier so we can get you guys engaged and we can see who whose movie is funnier. Right. <laughs> but man, um, that's about it for the for the podcast, man. Was there anything you wanted to leave off before you know we ended for this week? No, I honestly, I, this week I know I always have some of this week. I really don't have nothing, man. I think we said everything to be honest. So, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna end it off with you know um, just be willing to 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 change when you have to change. If it's something that you have to do that's required for you to have to. To, for you to have to uh, to grow and to become the person that you need to become, uh, make that adjustment, make that change, and get all the help that you possibly can to do so because it's critical and instrumental in you becoming the person that you need to become. Definitely. For sure. But uh, that's about all the time we have for the day. And we'll see you guys next week. Have a good one.